Oh, that's a thing you shouldn't ever do again. <laughs> Welcome to the Cultured Guitarist. I just sang along with the theme song, and Casper was not into it. He's he's already got that throbbing vein in his forehead going. So you know what's great is normally I cut that first portion. You're just I gonna think leave I'm that gonna in leave there. That's hanging out. You betcha. <laughs> oh, goody. Well, <laughs> then I'll just skip right into the intros as fast as possible because they've already been listening to my annoying voice way too long. I am all over that owl. With me as ever, my dour companion. Keep your hands to yourself, Casper. <laughs> and returning at long last, our guest from, I think it was episode 14, Mr. Jam-Packed James Mackey from Lauren Audio. That's pretty good. Woohoo! I like it. <laughs> who, that who, makes reference to your pedals, my friend. Yeah, jam-packed. Oh, sweet, sweet. <laughs> And James was a, James was a, as we discovered just before we hit record, James was a pre-nickname game guest Mm -hmm. on the show. Goes way back, man. That's, that's like, that's weird. It's weird to have people who were pre-nickname game. (laughs) Well, there was a time when people had a choice and now they don't. The dark ages. I'm glad I like it. (laughs) Awesome, man. James, super stoked. Oh, I just punched my mic. That was awesome. Punched it into my own face. <laughs> um, super stoked to have you back, buddy. How you doing? Real good, man. Thank you. And honestly, super stoked to be back hanging with you guys. It's always fun. Yeah, man. Uh-huh. Uh, just, ah, I don't know. I don't know what it was like, because I, I wasn't planning on, on, there was no plan with having you back this early, <laughs> to, to be straight up, but it was just like, we were talking the other day on, on Instagram, and I was just like, "I no, this is this is the way. This is, this is James. James is the way." <laughs> it's jam packed. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's jam packed to you, <laughs> Mister Jam Packed. Thank you. Very much. So anyway, all right. Well, you know, let's kick it off. Let's kick it off. Tradition, mm. Casper. What have you been up to this week, buddy? I don't know now. Dynamite Dang radio. I, you know what? Hey, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, wait. I had a thing. Now it's gone. Now it's back again. Okay. Um, <laughs> you just, I know that it was coming, but it felt blindsided. And I was like, oh, wait. I um, your sex tape. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> um, so our friend, uh, Neil Graham, who is uh, a big part of the team at Dr. Scientist, um, put up a post on Facebook Marketplace regarding a pedal he was selling from he, his... He put up a, a bunch. Of it's okay, here's... Yeah. I'm going to tell this story because it's actually quite funny. By the time I got there, it was just... It was it was hilarious. Okay. So, I, I, I see this pedal. It's called the Backburner. It's a like a vintage slapback delay that he built pre-Doctor Scientist days. Like, way back in the day when he was getting going. What did he call his pedal brand back when back then? I don't know. We had to listen to episode five. He told like us Like SPT that. or something like something, that. Something STG like that. Or, yeah, doesn't matter. Can't remember. Um, so, and there's no reference to it on this pedal either. I looked. I was like, what are these called again? Oh, there's nothing on here. And so, 
I got this thing. It's called the Backburner Vintage Delay. It's really great. It's a total one-trick pony. Fantastic little slapback delay. So the story behind getting it was, you know, I, I see the post on, on the Facebook Marketplace, and I just pull him up on Messenger, and I just said, mine? Question mark, like the seagulls from Finding Nemo. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, yeah, man, it's yours if you want it. So I was like, great. So um, we lined it up that I was going to come out there on a day off and, and just pick it up from his house. Now, the funny thing is I, is I messaged him saying, hey, I'm on my way. He's like, yeah, cool. I'm home, so on and so on. Go to town, drive to his house. And he is at the front gate. He lives in like a gated community. Yeah, I've right? been to his apartment. Yep. So I'm, I'm pulling up to the fence, like up to the gate. And I'm like, oh, shoot, how am I going to get a hold of him? He's standing at the gate selling <laughs> a pedal to another guy. So it's like, <laughs> I was like, and everybody's wearing masks, of course. So, you know, keeping, keeping safe and everything. And so I see Neil, and I'm like, I think that's Neil, because he must be, because he's handing this fellow, it looked like maybe a POG or an EQ of some kind. I don't know. It had a bunch of, like, sliders and stuff on it. Anyways, so this guy gets his pedal, and I'm kind of, like, waiting in the queue. <laughs> so I see Neil, I'm like, hey, man. He's like, hey, Casper, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> so he's like, I got to run up to the house. So now he has to go into his house, into his apartment, and come back down with the pedal. So it was like doing a drug deal. It was the weirdest thing. I was like, I've never done that before. And I'm like pulling up to the gate and like waiting for a dude to come out and like hand me and like giving him money. It was so funny. And as as I'm like trading places with the guy before me, he's in our, because I had to park my car where he was. He's like, yeah, yeah, who's your dealer? <laughs> it was so funny. It was the funniest thing. So anyways, I got this really cool little sweet sounding delay pedal from uh, Neil Graham. At uh, He's now from Dr. Scientist, but yeah. Super cool nice. Yeah. <laughs> he was also a big part of the brains behind uh, Albie. The Albie, with, yeah. uh, Big ear pedal. Oh. Right? Oh. Yeah, he's got his, they got their, I mean, those guys are so great. At, they do a lot of, they help they out a lot, a lot of other builders and stuff. Yeah, yep. they're. Awesome. <clears throat> so. Real community players. Yeah. I think, I think the Albie, the Big ear even named uh, the secondary mode, the Graham mode on Albie because uh, it took kind of like, thank Neil. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. I gotta get my hands on one of those. Yeah, it's super really, cool. I really want the LB. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I bet you he's got one we could borrow. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think he might have one of the pedals he helped birth into the world? Maybe. He's probably actually got he a, might not because he didn't have a single actual doctor scientist pedal. No, he's probably got a like a development model or a prototype in a blank box or something that's really something cool. wires really out of it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um, yeah, that was my week playing a lot of guitar, man. I just, I've been taking a guitar to work two, three days a week, just playing on oh, the nice. breaks. Yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm getting to the point now where the gray is setting in the winter gray in our part of the world. It doesn't go away until like April. Oh. And, uh, yeah, we live in like, I think Al said it once, the, the paradisey end of Canada, but we sacrifice our winters are not, are not the most glorious blue skies and, and prettiness. It's mostly gray. Yeah, it can be, it can be pretty bad. Although... I, I flip-flop back and forth as to whether I would prefer the winters here or prefer the winters in my hometown of uh, right. Grand Prairie, Alberta. Yeah, sunny, but it's minus 40. Well, but and when it gets gray there, <laughs> it'll be gray for a few weeks, and then it, so it's like, but yeah. it's the kind of gray where, like, the sky, the snow, the, like, everything looks one color. Yeah. Um. So your whole you know, world just turns into that. Yeah, I'm colorblind, right? Yeah. Yeah, th th that's what the world looks like here. Uh, <laughs> um. 
It's a bad color. Yeah, it's, it's not a good color. And it just, it's depressing. Plus, it's minus 30 or minus 40. Yeah. And so, I, I don't know. The Ooh. one thing I miss about winters up there is the snow is very dry. Yeah. And not and soupy mess like it no, is here. No, the snow here is so heavy and wet. It's just unbelievably hard to drive through. And anyway, so. Yeah. Um, so, lots of guitar playing. That's, uh, and then got my new, new pedal. That's. That's the the, That's cool. the sum total of my week. <clears throat> Heck yeah! Well, I, I dig, man. I was playing that pedal uh, just before we yeah. called James. It was kind of uh, kind of neat. Yeah, and it it's it's funny because it actually has a really sweet tone. Like even for something that maybe Neil just said, oh yeah, it's just like a an old thing that I you know built way back when. It it actually just it has a really sweet tone. Period, and it's nice. Mm. I like it. You know and. Al was kind of jamming away with no other effects on at all. And, you know, even the, the just the one trick pony kind of limited things that this pedal does are are really sweet. So, yeah, it's cool, man. What about you, James? What you been up to this week? Um, Was in uh, Colorado seeing my dad. Real safe, obviously, because, you know, we're on the lockdown stuff. We're quarantining too right now. Yeah. But, uh, um, and then just been building pedals in the garage. Um, you know, playing guitar, thankfully, along with that, cause I get to test pedals. So I've been realizing I've been uh, slowly getting better just cause I've been, you know, playing, playing, testing a bunch of stuff. Thankfully I've been busy. So that's been cool. Just been hand in hand. <laughs> and, um, I've been drilling in the garage at night, just drilling a bunch of different stuff. Um, like a little amp for the shop and stuff. It's been cool. Cool. The lamp for the shop. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just need a better test amp. So I'm doing a, um, a little five watt single ended, um, kind of based on like an old Supro. A couple of the models mixed together. Hmm. And I'm pretty stoked on it. Yeah. That's, so I just, okay, I'm digging that. Any, yeah, any chance that might become a production model oh, someday? <laughs> that sounds amazing. Make so more many, things. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I love it. so many amp people, and like, unless I can do something uh, like different, you know, I'm just gonna probably make them one offs for now. Um, you know, like I said, unless I can off, offer something different, why compete with all these awesome people? You know, but there is maybe. that. I get that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of. Just are you gonna make it a production? I just can't help. Sometimes we're like, like poking at the seal with the stick. Yeah. Bark! <laughs> I love it. Personally. You know, Do I the love thing. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, the guy I started Lauren Audio kind of with. Um, he made a couple of custom amps, and we initially offered it, um, but we we ended up just not having the the facilities to you know facilitate it. But um, he had really really cool wood uh like face plates and fully wood amps and figure wood and stuff is is really cool how he like kind of beveled the front it looked unique along with the tone so it's something we do kind of like have in the back of our minds at some point so i don't recall ever even talking about the fact that there was more than you behind lauren audio did we talk about that that's how that's how that's how the original string of cuss words came up because they were like, yeah, we're gonna make f our jobs. And, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, see, I have the worst memory in the history of the. Man, we had a full on conversation like <sighs> four days ago, and you don't remember any of it. I know. It was a. Th- <laughs> okay. Listen, do we need to get into the story of my birth and and like why I might have memory troubles? Because <laughs> I know the no. topic makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> it's okay. Fine. Just just carry on. <laughs> My birth mama made some choices. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> He's already on. Oh God. <laughs> uh, well, my week this week. I'm just going to jump in with my week because I'm assuming uh, yeah. you're 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 done there, James. It sounded like you were done. Hello. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, all right. So just for the record, that was Casper yeah. and James, complete dead air in a podcast means... That was magnificent because you did not enunciate the question well. Oh. And we were just waiting for you to go on. Hell. Okay. <laughs> dead air makes it sound like somebody's not there. Hello? So... <laughs> You're not gonna remove that, are nope. you? You're just gonna leave me looking hey, like man, a tool. I, 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 we're we're on a we're on a no edit thing going. I know, but I want it to be edited so I look cool. <laughs> no. Anyways, okay, sorry, James. I didn't know if you were done or not, but I was so I was jumping in. But right. that's what. Yeah. Okay. I'll just keep going then. Um, so my week this week has consisted of a fruitless hunt for teeny tiny uh, fasteners. Um, nuts. To uh, is it or no bolts? They're like acorn. Which is the which is the nut and which is the bolt? Is the nut the the circular okay. part so and the bolt is when the a mummy part? and a de- no. <laughs> Just ants, come on. <laughs> okay, the T is the bolt, right? So the actual threaded stem is the bolt, and okay. the thing that threads onto it is the nut. The nut. Okay. So you're you're trying to find the 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 My tall brain. acorn yeah. nuts that go on the end of your trapeze yeah. to hold the actual yeah. So <laughs> bridge in place. We don't live in the biggest town. <clears throat> And I have, I have been in contact with and gone to everywhere I could possibly think of and a few places that I didn't even know about and other people thought of. And nowhere has nuts of this, of, of the small enough size to, uh, to screw onto these threads. Can I it's ask just, a, a, a small question? Yeah. Did you bring it with you? Uh, no. <sighs> my last resort was I sent it with my father-in-law. Um, to check, uh, cause he builds PCs and small electronics and that kind of thing. And so I thought maybe last Hail Mary thing was just going to be yeah. finding some from that world. Cause there's a lot of small yep. threads in that, uh, that space. So, but no, came back uh, empty handed. So I'm at this point, I'm just going to get a new trapeze piece put on the guitar. <laughs> cause I'd really like to play this guitar yeah. <laughs> that I was given by one of the world's greatest guitar builders. Yeah. Uh, it's a crime that it's been in my possession for almost two weeks and still has no strings on it. Uh, yeah. So uh, with your help, uh, <laughs> Asper, and your fancy, fancy Amazon Prime membership, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to break my no Jeff Bezos rule and <laughs> just get a trapeze piece because I'm tired. I'm tired of this fight. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Thanks for fighting the good fight, Al. You're a, you're a true champion. Well, I would keep fighting it if I had a little more money to spend. I would order from uh, an independent. Like, there's a lot of cool, like, hardware makers out there that I would love to just use this as an excuse to order a piece from. But mm-hmm. I, I just don't have uh, $100 to $200 to spend on a trapeze tailpiece from, uh, yeah. from one of those folks. Which oh, is, sure. Yeah. Uh, no income COVID situation thing is... Uh, Got some mm. downsides, it turns out. A lot of free time, which is mm. nice, but you um you also played a show. A virtual show. I did. I played a virtual charity show with some very nice folks, and it was a bit of a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> it was 
Um, everybody tried real hard um, to, to make it their, the best thing we could and donate some cash to Movember. Um, unfortunately, the Zoom meeting we were doing it on got hacked. Uh, so we had like random bursts of racism, uh, people screaming into the, into the chat with that and, uh, typing horrible things in the chat and they were getting banned pretty fast, but you know, it was interrupting performances and it was, uh, <coughs> it was a very long few hours, <laughs> uh, a bit of a bummer that way, but, uh, you know, every, everybody involved tried real hard to to not let it affect them to keep their spirits up to just power through and and perform their best anyway and that is something that i can take as a real positive from that experience um as frustrating as it was to go through it at the time Mm. um you know i'm glad it's over because i it was just a real tough tough thing to get through and that was my only performance in forever Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a bit of a heartbreak as well. So I'm going to do a live stream event because uh, I want to get back into performing shape on the fantasy that someday this uh, situation is going to be over and I'll be able to tour again. Because <laughs> it will be. There's, Eventually. There's, yeah. Um, and, you know, life's never going to be the same. There's going to be different things after this, but it's not going to be what it is now. And that's what I'm most looking forward to. And the money. Oh, God. <laughs> I need my stream of income back. <laughs> I thought I was a broke musician when I was touring. Yeah, when you were a broke musician. Yeah. Yeah, now it's like sit, sitting around waiting. I am a Sucks. cripplingly struggling person now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's okay, buddy. Yeah. Thanks. It's going to get better. Yeah, anyway. You know, I've... You know, in horrible bosses, they have that friend that will do anything for like twenty bucks. Okay, I'm turning into that, that guy. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, so I'm gonna do a live stream thing uh, sometime in the nearish future, I think. And, nice. You know, put up a if people can can and are willing to donate, great. If they just want to watch, great. Just yeah, do something that way. But anyway, let's uh, let's get into it. <clears throat> Mr. <laughs> Mackey. Dude, it's been a big year for you, man. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been a big year for you. You are full time now. When we talked yeah. to you last, you were not. You've got some yep. new releases. Man, come on. Hit me with it. <laughs> well, like you said, uh, so to be full time, you know, uh, everyone's been digging the Mustang. That's the been the newest thing that's been moving everything along, you know. It's been uh, it's been super rad. Okay, so, so you had the Mustang before, correct? Yeah, it was like a, a custom piece more. It was kind of right. just like, get it out, see who likes it, is this North doing? And then, uh, yeah, then we started doing the production model right. with the, the, everything on it. So can I say something that, about like, the artwork, man? Yeah. <sighs> on point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been waiting for this since we talked yeah. to you last, like... Because so we know, we, I mean, if you listen to our original episode, I believe it was episode 14 with you, uh, that was back in February uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Now, we we dabbled on on where the inspiration for your artwork and all that kind of stuff comes from. Um, so we, like Al said, we've been waiting to see what was going to happen with this production model. Yeah. And holy man alive, 
well done. <laughs> like, thank you. And props to the artist too. You know, yeah, that's he, what. Yeah, you guys exactly. killed it. Yeah. yeah His thanks. name I, is. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I, uh, is Nick Smith? Is a and uh, uh, he's um out of um well, he's working right now at Titmouse. Um, he's been doing uh maybe more more than like four shows with them now. They keep rehiring because he's so freaking awesome. And uh, I'm lucky that you know. He's down to do pedals for me too. So. That's awesome. Um, is what's his Instagram? Do you think um, one yeah, it's a red. I think it's R E D D uh, underscore Shepherd or just Red Shepherd. Uh, I believe it's R E D D something like that. It's like a it's like a red hand on like a white background. Yeah, it's at Red D Shepherd. So two D's. Yes. Cool. Check yes. him out. Check him out. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Uh, the pedal, okay, listen. Yeah. I mean, we've you were kind enough, which thank you, by the way. I'm 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 always unbelievably flattered when people trust us with advanced info on what the hell they're doing <laughs> in in the pedal world. Because like uh, Casper and I are more than most humans uh, closer to our great ape ancestors. Um, so when people <laughs> trust us <laughs> behind the scenes, I thought you info, were going somewhere like. <laughs> wow <laughs> it's, it's yep. always really just a, it's a rewarding feeling um so you were kind enough to send us the artwork before you you kind of shared it publicly and we man just been like oh just so unbelievably stoked it's so good looking mm-hmm. um and the mustang itself the pedal itself we, we just thought was one of your cooler uh things you were doing anyway so when when um when in this process did you kind of, you know, you and your partner go, like, is, is your partner full-time as well, or is, are you the first full-time guy in the company? Oh, well, um, I'm the only employee right now. He is uh, since gone on to something else. Oh, uh, okay. He was initially just for the Spitfire. We kind of split the Spitfire design, and um, I got him a job uh, where I used to work uh, at BAE. So he does design from them now, and he kind of just got super busy with that, so I just took on the Lauren Audio full-time. So it's just me right now. And then we got Pete doing sales. We got Nick on art and, um, and my family and friends help me out, obviously, you know? Okay. So what, um, when you made the decision, like it's time for you to go full time in this, was that, was that really, was that scary? Did you do that with some trepidation or were you pretty confident? Like it was the right time? Oh, uh, well, I definitely was confident it was the right time, but I'm still super scared because, uh, I mean, it's always, it's always, um, the kind of nerve wracking knowing like you got to constantly be getting after it and, and you're just all dependent on you. You don't have that paycheck to think about, you know, like, it's like, Oh, I can just show up to work. So that's a little nervous, but it, it really was the time I had so much on my, on my plate that it was either uh do or die kind of. So it was, yeah. well, I was four. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh man, I can, you know, and like I have to imagine it was probably a little bit of an extra scary step given the uh, the pandemic and things are unpredictable all around and what a change scenario it is for musicians and um, you know, that had to have been like a like <laughs> an extra layer of like, is this where I want? Is this what I should be doing right now? Like that really definitely, definitely like uh, scary or weird in that respect, but um. It felt better, obviously, to have um, just the control of my life, too. So I was weighing that. I was like, even if I'm really broke, I'll still be happier. So I was like, all right, screw it, you know. 
but yeah, the, the non-reliability is kind of weird, but also I, I'm very sedentary as it is. Like I just stay home all the time and go on Instagram, which is pretty much what a pedal builder is like part of now. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's, yeah, that's one thing I have a hard time with. And maybe it's because of my, my current living situation. I'm very far out of town. Mm. I don't get to do a lot on the best of days. I have a hard time, uh, especially with, you know, not being able to be on the road and stuff. I'm having a hard time with like cabin <laughs> fever and, and oh, okay. not being able to do things. Uh, it really gets to me. Um, mm-hmm. So kudos to you, man. That's a, <laughs> not everybody can master that uh, lifestyle. I would love that. <laughs> You're an angry hermit. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, and like, well, if I didn't have to go to like my day job in retail every day, Man. Honestly, yeah, I'm when I'm home. When I want to be home, I'm a, I'm a real hermit. Mm. Um, but it's not having the choice because right now my only lifestyle is hermit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most social activity I get is doing a podcast. <laughs> um, but when I'm out, I'm a I'm a social butterfly, and and part of that is like. It's a, a thing I learned to do as a musician because, you know, what really builds a career is networking. Yeah. You have to connect with people. And um, oh, and then the other part of that is just. That's probably what I was doing wrong. He's <laughs> 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 flipping everybody. The bird wasn't working out. For no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I maybe thought I was doing the networking thing, but really I was just doing nothing. <laughs> I think I think I, I think I figured that out. Thanks, Al. Right. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Um, so the, okay, let me get back back on topic here. Back to the man of the hour. Um, do you, is the is the Mustang the number one seller yet? Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, Have you- and we're kind of moving towards that. Um, anyways, because that's kind of a new style. The next pedals are going to kind of be in that same body and everything. Um, and we're moving with that towards dealers and all that. That's kind of the only thing we're really offering right now in terms of what I can't even manage to offer, <laughs> but. Oh, so no more Spitfires for people for the time being. Um, lightly. No. I mean, um, <laughs> I just got cleaned out and the, uh, manufacturing house, uh, well, we're switching bodies again. So I don't have those old style bodies. So that, that'll be at least the first thing. And that's, I haven't told anyone this too. So this is new. But, um, yeah, we'll be switching the Spitfire over at least to the new style body. Maybe a color change. We have some in the um, in the back of our, like, fo- folder of different styles that we, we were com- that were competing for the original. So it would be cool to maybe use one of those that was, like, almost what we chose, you know? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people still dig it. And then I would really like to reimagine it a little bit just in terms of what the tone we're kind of going after nowadays is a little different than when we started that um or when we started and we built that because uh, again that was with uh doc who did a lot of that initial design it was a scary drive and then i got my hands on it and kind of redid some things and added the the clipping stages on jazz so um i'd kind of like to just start for uh, fresh almost i know it's kind of lame like oh a new flavor of pepsi or whatever but it'd be kind of cool to, to <laughs> even more what i want it to be you know at least attempt to it so, so you'll be going to something more like the the Mustangs format with top mounted jacks and stuff like that. Uh, 
Yes, probably. Um, it's hard to say right now because I might do this, the, just turn that body sideways and do the side jack still just to retain, because that artwork I want to keep and it was made for that uh, landscape. Yeah. But if I can adapt it, yeah, I think top man and jacks would be preferable to keep the line consistent and I like that overall, you know. But. Yeah, I would, I would certainly be, uh, that's a, oh, that's a, that's a hard debate to decide on because top mounted jacks are certainly, I think the prevailing winds blow towards those. Uh, mm-hmm. I think most most builders have adopted that, and it's it is incredibly convenient. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's always going to be exceptions. Like Boss is never going to change that classic lineup, and nor should they. Um, and there's always going to be some some outliers for sure. Not that Boss is an outlier per se, but. Um, uh, I generally I do prefer top mounted myself, um, but that being said, I uh, I'm all, obviously that's how we even got in contact with you in the first place. So I'm clearly uh, pretty in love with the Spitfires artwork because it is good. <laughs> right on, Al. <laughs> You're like a whoop shiny. I am. I you know <laughs> what? <laughs> if money were not a hindering thing in my life, yeah, I would absolutely go to the Eric Merrill route of having several color coordinated pedal boards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. question. Yeah. Right. See, and now uh, this is where it's it pains me because I don't know what you see, man. Like I I, I see glorious artwork. I can't see the color like you do. Mm. Right. So. Yeah, the artwork on all these pedals is like dynamite, but it's the color more, palette. The is color palette's muted, a little yeah. muted, so it's like it's really important what it sounds have, like. Have you, ever, you ever looked into those? Uh, I don't remember the name of those. those Chromatic glasses. glasses yeah. yeah, you can't put. Well, at what the time when I was looking into them, you can't put prescription lenses into chromatic format. <clears throat> it screws something up. I don't know. They won't do prescription chromatic correcting lenses. What if you just wore them over top of your... <laughs> hey, I could get like those those like grandpa goggles that yeah. go over... Yeah. Man, geez, why didn't I think of that? Uh, why? <laughs> hey, man. Maybe... So you look less cool, but the world looks more cool to you. It could be. I don't know. Just... Yeah. Yeah. You know, listen, buddy. Trust me, I, I've thought about you're it. You're working with limited resources. I, I don't know how cool you think you look on the general day-to-day basis. <laughs> you, you no kidding, <laughs> half an hour ago called me handsome. <laughs> Set him up, knock him down, yeah, Casper. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I work. <laughs> yep. But no, it. Uh, yeah, the artwork is incredible. And now, like, when I, I guess when we first passed over the artwork in the, the Aussie Bushfire Gear giveaway, which is what kind of led to us talking to you, uh, James was in the first place in the very beginning, <clears throat> but it, it looks amazing. And Al was like going gaga and that kind of drew my attention back to it. Um, and the more you stare at these finished pieces of artwork on your pedals, it's just like, holy crap, amazing. But it, they're not eye catching for me just because of my, not because of the colors. Just cause, yeah, yeah. Cause I don't, I don't see the colors. They don't pop for me. That's a bummer. Yeah. I'm sorry. man. <clears throat> I'm still, I still love them. Yeah. yeah. It was like, honestly, the opening, opening the Spitfire you sent us, opening that box up was like, um, a few pedals of boxes that I've ever opened have ever matched that level of like, holy crap. When, <laughs> when I got it open, it was just like, that thing popped, man. It is a good looking pedal. Awesome. Hey, heck, even when I was packing the last couple up, I was still really stoked on the, you know, the, the printer did a great job over at uh, Pedal Parts Plus. Kat, she did them, and obviously the artwork. There's, like, the translucent 
part with the green. You know, we kind of worked on that for a little while on certain things. I think it's awesome with the overlay on the metal too. So I, I'm still stoked on their their work <laughs> even, even now. Yeah, it's a good looking box, man. So is your focus because uh, so when we talked to you last, you were doing a lot of like um kind of custom preampy type things and and because you had the, cor- the corsair as well right yeah yeah um we're kind of running thin on that as well and i'm looking to again reimagine that and not re- that's going to be pretty similar but i want to add um essentially add an eq stage and kind of uh do a little more to it and put it in the bigger box um so that'll kind of be another another uh update uh pedal as well as we get thin on those so you're saying you still have Corsairs? <laughs> um, uh, there's no official answer to that right okay. now. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk after the show. <laughs> uh, but you're like, because you you're self confessed like you love overdrive, you love distortion and, and preamps and stuff. Um, a lot of your a lot of your passions were based on like. Um, like direct into the board preamp drive sounds and that kind of thing. Like, are you still, are you still really feeling the love for that stuff? Is that still kind of the basis you're approaching a lot of this from? Uh, yeah. I mean, I just naturally just, uh, build things that way. I think all like, I just I can't help it. You know, I, um, I do have a fuzz I'm working on. Um, and maybe some modulation stuff in the future, but yeah, mostly still like the drivey kind of thing. Um, and then we're going to do a little, like we were talking about with preamps, I'm going to move into uh pro audio a little bit and do some 500 series preamps, um, kind of, you know, in that same lane of that, but ho- hopefully compliment for a guitar player and a 57 mic or whatever someone might have uh, kicking around in their apartment or whatever, you know, so. Cool. That's yeah, that's a, that's, um, that's a whole different world getting into like the 500 series, uh, style and 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 that kind of that that rack mount thing yeah uh well i'll I'll tell you guys too i haven't told anyone really it's fun to always just tell you guys the new stuff but uh (laughs) yes so yeah no no one listens to this so it's all good you just spill (laughs) your (laughs) tell us all the dirty spill your secrets (laughs) i'm looking to do a um a single space um because there aren't really that many there's like a couple like smaller ones but i'm looking to do a single space 500 series and then a, um, a maybe like a more affordable preamp so people can actually get a, f- a 500 series. If you're a guitarist or whatever, you just need one mic or two mics or something like that. But um, when we start touring again or when the world starts touring again, I imagine it'd be cool to have this on your amp, you know, and you have your mic that you like. You know, you're like, I like my i5 or my i7 or whatever. It is. And you always have it at the same gain every night. And then you just pipe the output to the sound guy. And then you're like, you're like, you know, you get this clean volume, don't mess with the color, you know, and you have the same tone everywhere you go, hopefully. That's the holy grail, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the hardest thing to achieve too. that consistent. I mean, especially you're going to the board and you're like, hopefully the sound guy does it exactly how I want every night. (laughs) (laughs) Just look at like the, the rigs, some dudes assemble in like the arena touring level acts, like, Two hundred and three hundred thousand dollar rigs just to try and get that consistency of sound across um, these songs that have turned them into that level of a group or a performer, and mm. that's that's what it's all about for those folks is is delivering night after night that consistent thing. When you see Beyonce, you want to hear 
her songs sound exactly the way they were on the albums, and that's what Very she's true. trying to deliver. Mm. Um, Can I confess? Yeah. I've never been to a live show from, you know, the band I went to see that had that. I well, Realistically, you probably, no one has, you know, because yeah. there's just the shape of an arena alone is going to change things to some extent. But I, there are some groups that nail it pretty close, uh, I think. But, you know, it is the impossible dream. Yeah, I mean, not like the reference is super high up there. I mean, I think my the one that's really sticking with me is some forty one. It's like, you know, I don't know what I was expecting. You know, that's the kind of group though that I think has the best chance of nailing the album sound because yeah. really it's just like a Rock. few guitar yeah. tones, yep, and vocals uh, that really need to kind of match up to the album, and and the other stuff kind of lines up pretty easily. Yeah. Um. But you know, maybe DJs, maybe DJs might have an easier time yeah. with it. But no. Yeah. I went to a Deadmau show once, and it was like, eh, it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's interesting, man. I wouldn't have pictured you for a Deadmau5. Uh... Yeah. Back in the days of ghosts and stuff. Yeah. Yep. Oh, no, I, that was uh, a good record. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And I was actually the, the what is it, the next one he did, 4 four by 6 is 12 or yeah. whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever that, that was. <laughs> I went to that hoping to hear some of the old stuff, too, and got totally <laughs> let down. Yeah. I was way more blown away by like Calvin Harris and Skrillex at that show than like this is early Skrillex. Skrillex opened for Calvin Harris, who opened for for Dead Mouse. Interesting. So, that's 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 interesting just to think of you in that that concert setting. But mm-hmm. we all have broad tastes, so I don't listen to that stuff anymore. You know, Not I was really. kind of revisiting it um, a couple months ago, so I listened to it a lot. Probably 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, good driving music. Yep. No, I was, dude. I yeah. I used to get down as well. I mean, that was 2010 was a great time for, for EDM and we used to spin a little bit and everything. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not that well. I can scratch that well, you know, but um, no, just this like digital stuff. We're actually really into controllerism too. So we have like a bunch of different controllers that we'd all have all piped together. Like, the coolest thing too we had was like a an iPad and you can make like, we made a custom GUI for it that would control the effects on the, System, you know, so you can like, walk around the crowd and have people do the looping effects and different things like that and trip people out. Cool. Was your DJ so, name Mac Daddy? That would have been good. Uh, <laughs> probably better than we had. We were, back in the day, we were, this was like the high school DJ thing. We were high stakes and like stakes like the meat stakes. I don't know what we were really going for with that. <laughs> uh, that. That was for a little while. It was good. That's cool. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Uh, sometimes the names that we think are cool when we're younger, hey? <laughs> oh, a long list of old email addresses that I created when I was young. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> My email addresses have always been really stupid. Your email address now, I don't know how long you've had that, but man, <laughs> on like the first time you were telling me your email address, I was like, that's the best email address I've ever heard of. <laughs> I'm quite proud of it. I don't know if I want to say it I don't it think you should, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's one of those ones like, no way. How did you come up with that? <laughs> Benefits of a two-letter name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really, uh, I'm torn. So, I'm folks, really torn. just direct all your hate mail to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm worried about. For the rest of this podcast lifespan, I'll have... Uh, Random emails from people. Yep. (laughs) 
Well, and you'll be the the Yoko that broke up the band, I think. When we when we <laughs> stop. <laughs> well, my and my phone number. I did the same dorky thing with my phone number. I'm not going to say what the number is, yeah, yeah. but the last four digits of it are Yo Al. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a deliberate choice on my part as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it'd be awesome if my phone number was blah 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 blah. Yo Al. <laughs> Actually, I I first asked for Alan, but they were like, no, 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 no those four numbers are taken. I yeah. have that. Mm. Yo, 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 what about that? <laughs> I'm changing your name in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, so that's how my email address came out. But like my very, very first email address was uh, fuzzybunny at hotmail.com. And fitting. I was like, that's fitting. I was 16. Like it wasn't like I was 10. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my second email address that I thought was hilarious because I forgot my password for Fuzzy Bunny was mm. Fuzzy Backed Man because it just made everybody uncomfortable. Indeed. <laughs> Immediately. Immediately, yeah. Again, <laughs> <laughs> I was still a teenager. And then uh, I kept that one for forever. And then, you know, as happens to most guys who are uh, Caucasoid descent, we get a little hairier than uh, we'd like to admit. <laughs> And, uh, you know, then all of a sudden it was like, all right, this email address is no longer making me feel cool or hilarious. It is something I'm uncomfortable with my dates finding out I use. So, Do you normally use that on a contact card with a date? Uh, no, but it's, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, it's like when, when it, here's my card. <laughs> well, I changed jobs a couple of times in my 20s, and you put your email address, and it's like, here I am writing out fuzzy-backed man <laughs> on, like, my workplace. Like, it's just like, uh, maybe awesome. I need one that I'm not profoundly embarrassed of. <laughs> so, hence I like the it. one I use now, which is... I. The, the other thing, I, the reason I always use stupid email addresses, though, is I always wanted something I, I didn't want, like... Al underscore last name underscore nine eight seven five or whatever like just something impossible to remember. I always wanted it to be able to like you could shout it at somebody and they'd remember it. Yep, that's what your email is, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that was you're on the email yeah. podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so, dude, what else have you been up to this year, James? Like. You, new guitars man new pedals come on man spill the beans um well i'm uh working with uh fsc right now um helping them redo a pedal so i'm getting a new guitar from them from fraud so pretty stoked um fsc like, yeah um yeah it's fsc yeah out of new york um check them out super cool is that fsc uh, guitars yes yes excuse okay, me yeah man, i don't know this I, yeah i'm a He's, he got a new body style for um, for coming up in this year. It looks pretty pretty sweet. And um, I've always really wanted a telly, so it's kind of like a telly style. Oh, yeah. You don't have a telly style guitar? I don't. I don't. And I've always really wanted one, so yeah. Did you just say that scoffingly? Well, it's just... I don't like, have an, I don't have a telly style guitar. I, What's okay. wrong with that? Well, listen, man, there's certain rites of passage of <laughs> the guitar. We already know you're wrong as a human being and just in general. <laughs> Well, so oh, that's interesting. It kind of reminds me of like Novo guitars or something. That that body yeah, shape, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's got kind of some smooth lines in there. 
Oh, these are. I'm gonna have to follow. Them. I don't know. Thank you, James. Mm-hmm. Introducing oh, me to oh. you. Yeah, so, it's, it's oh, and a headstock shape. I like. Mm. Right, right. <laughs> the holy grail. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's the. Well, in an inline six, I'm normally kind of I shy away from those because I'm not a big fan, but that's that's nice. So what can I, can we ask what work you're doing with them? Are you doing like pedals for them or something? Uh, well, yeah, the, the the pedals on their site, so I think it's cool to talk about it. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm helping them redo um, this uh, KB1 drive. It's like kind of like you know clonish based um, with a with a booster on the back end. It sounds super cool. It's honestly, um, I think it will it'll add something new to the the player palette. It, it just has this like super awesome sustain um when you have that boost stage engaged on top of the clon sound so uh, i think it's gonna be really sweet and uh it's coming together pretty nice oh that's cool man and you're getting a guitar out of this that's like yeah yeah that's super awesome yeah i'm stoked i'd love to get you know like a uh you know his i don't know it's one thing to get cash for a deal obviously i need to pay the, the freaking bills but to have a real nice guitar from someone that's going to put some love into it is important as well you know so I was down. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's something to be said for that, right? Like if you're, if you're able to like get by with uh, sales elsewhere, I mean, uh, I'm just going to, I mean, I don't want to presume your income and I just certainly don't want you to share specific numbers on the, uh, on the show. Um, but I'm just going to assume that, you know, like most of us, you can't just really nearly go and buy expensive custom guitars all the time. And, uh, yeah. and so, the, <laughs> so the opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, kind of tradesies for, for one, I think is a sweet deal. I mean, I, I know Ryan from Dr. Scientist did that with uh, millimetric guitars. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. They exchanged uh, some pedals for one of, uh, one of millimetrics, uh, beautiful instruments. And, uh, yeah, if, if that was an option available to me, I would <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Anybody, sure, uh, I could... anybody out there want to trade the uh, product of your labor for a live stream private concert? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the lint in my pockets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what do you what are you getting with your guitar? What are you doing to it? Um, it's let's see, fifty two uh, pickup in the back, and then uh, doing a gold foil. He makes these really cool gold foils. I saw that. Um, yeah, and he does like the gets the rubber right, and he does mills it himself and everything. Like I'm super stoked on that. Um, and I want the finish. the The wood looks amazing. He's got this new tempered pine, and I mean we're on, on a toss up for a finish. The natural, just like he's doing mostly, it's pretty clear nitro, you know. So, and that's gonna be about it. Like kind of plain like me, but it's gonna be awesome at the same time, you know. So <laughs> I'm kind of plain like you. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I just, out of here. So Classic, I guess. Let's go with that. Yeah. Okay, I like that better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's doing some cool stuff, man. I'm really, I'm, I'm digging this. Those gold foils do look. Yeah, cool. those gold foils look amazing. Yeah, don't they? And I wanted to get some like a, a pink or gold body because um, that's kind of I love like a pink telly for some reason. But yeah, that, if you can, see, if you guys are looking at that, that tempered pine looks looks just so awesome. Uh, you know, with the grain and everything. So I gotta admit, I just spotted that tink, uh, tink. Oh, jeez, hello. That pink telly uh, on his website just really had my motor purring. That was uh, really digging the look of that thing. It's cool, right? It's kind of like uh, translucent pink, so you can still see the wood a little bit. You know, yeah. it's not like yeah, that's yeah, that's really awesome. Cool. Reminds me of like, uh, um, what was it Mary Kay White on the old? Yeah, kind of like, exactly, exactly. Yeah, old Fenders. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. 
or even even the the original butterscotch where you can see the wood grain through it just like oh yeah that's a good it's a good color all those all those styles of colors are good oh dude I, that's gonna be rad what do you got a timeline on that when 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 can we see pictures of that <laughs> um i think there's some on his ig already um that are kind of floating around um are you talking about the pedal of the guitar the guitar <laughs> <laughs> i want to see your guitar man i saw there the pedal. looks cool um, yeah, there's, I think there's one on there. It's like, it's just like one of the, um, I'll send it to you guys after. Yeah. Cause he's just got like some uh, work picks on there right now. Um, I think I'm getting like one of the newer, like the model for the next year. I'm like the Guinea pig too. So that's cool. Okay. But, awesome. Yeah. Those are my, <laughs> those are my cool. favorite things. Right. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting some pickups like that from more guitars. I'm mm-hmm. his, uh, I'm his Guinea pig. Oh, you are. oh and you know what? Uh, Speaking of the more guitar, because I I commissioned a, a more offset to pick up. I was going to pick it up yeah. in in May, uh, and now it doesn't look like we're going to get, get to go to Germany. So now oh. it's like uh, lockdown stuff. Eh? Yeah, uh, that's a bummer. Big time bummer. So that was the that was the plan was to get to go and like, you know, meet Dan and hang out and you know go through this the shop and everything and and pick wow, up the guitar with my. With my hands from yeah. him, you know, like get him to. Yeah. I don't know me. what it is about Copenhagen. It is a city I've always wanted to yeah. check out. So For where sure. we were going is like it was like a seven-hour drive, I think. And I'll just rent a car. I'm like, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> and my partner was like, Yeah, we can go there. I'm like, Yes. You know, let's go spend two days in in Denmark and then go back for for. The festivities. I think her her dad's turning sixty, right? That's why right. we were gonna where, go. Where's, is it Dusseldorf where her dad is? Or oh, I can't remember the name of town, man. It's on. It's a different, different language. It's hard to remember. <laughs> German. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't. I can't remember. It's seven hours away from Copenhagen to the south. Okay. Yep. Sounds nice. Seven hour drive through Europe. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a rough. It's rough. <laughs> I, I know. I always thought it was funny, like. You know, being a touring musician from Western Canada, like my minimum drive between gigs is usually about three or four hours. Wow. And whenever I would go to places like uh, Vancouver Island um, or when we were in uh, I'm gonna live there one day. Australia or, or the Caribbean on tour and stuff and people would be like, you, you know, we'd, we'd say or I would say just like, yeah, I'm driving up to, to this place after this show. And oh, you're doing that all in one trip? Like. Yeah, it's only five hours. I'm just gonna drive. I'm just gonna drive all once. <laughs> oh my gosh! Are you gonna get a hotel or what are you doing? My favorite was Vancouver Island. You play in Victoria, which is at the very southern tip of the island. Yeah, and be like, yeah, where are you guys off to tomorrow? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm I'm playing up in Nanaimo. Oh wow, it's a long trip. So you're gonna get up go up there, you know, stay in a hotel. It's like no, I got I got my my sister in law lives here, so I'm gonna drive up there, play the show, and then drive back after the show and crash here. It's like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you're crazy! <laughs> they live a much slower paced life it's on the island, hilarious. man. Uh, no, we it's went. Like, it's two hours. I'm, I'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can drive two hours. I can sit and stare out a window for two hours. <laughs> yeah. But Australia, Australia was the one where that was really shocking to me because Australia is literally a freaking continent. Yeah. So I would have thought they'd be used to long drives. <laughs> Canada. I think a lot of, uh, in Australia, they kind of avoid those long trips. They do. Across Everything because... is right along the coast. Yep. And unless you have some reason to be going somewhere, you're already right by the stupid beach. So there's nowhere to, like, why yeah. would you go somewhere? <laughs> but so when, when, like, we, for example, the band I was in at the time, 
we were playing a festival in Toowoomba, which is uh, a couple hours inland from Brisbane, which is halfway, it's in the east co- east side of the continent, right in the middle. Yeah. And they were like, where are you off to next? Like, well, we're going to Sydney, which is about 11 and a half hour drives, basically straight south on the very southeast point of the east side of the, the continent. And they were like, ooh, you guys got three or four days of driving ahead of you, hey? Like, no, <laughs> we're going to be there tomorrow afternoon. We're driving in one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, you're crazy. <laughs> like, you guys are nuts. Like, you crazy Canadians. Like, why would you, what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, like a, a six, seven-hour drive in, around here is just going from. That's just what, yeah. That's what you do if you're yeah. going to go to, like, Calgary. That's what you do. You drive there. Yeah. Yeah. Vancouver's yeah, four and a half it's, hours it's away. You drive. You just drive. But it. that's that's it's just a different yeah. different style of living. And and I mean, in 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 the Aussies' defense, at least, if I could have taken a week to do that drive, I would have because it was gorgeous. Yeah. Oh yeah. But part of the reason they thought we were insane is because they're Aussies and they all live along the coast, and we were driving straight south inland. Yeah. Nowhere near the coast, and they were like, "Oh, you're driving through like the jungle, and st- you guys are idiots. You're gonna die." And it's like, <laughs> it's a highway. <laughs> yeah, it was, well, it wasn't. It was a. It, yeah, it was a pretty windy, crazy road, and it, which is why I would have loved to do it again in a heartbeat because uh, one of the craziest drives I've ever done. But yeah, it, it was just like the idea of like not leaving these like six lane highways. That was like, <laughs> it's just yeah. that's just how they live. So, yeah, we are a little, I didn't think, can, like, Western Canada had a very specific, unique culture to it that way, but I guess we do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Shoot. Power to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what that noise was. Please yeah, don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, you made it again. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get it on record, <laughs> along with my singing at the beginning of the episode. I, I could have beeped it the first time, but no. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So you still uh, where? Okay, James. I don't know if I ever asked you this before, but are you like is Lauren right out of your house, or you got a shop? Uh, yeah, we're in the garage now. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> it had been uh in my like I had a big room at the like I lived with uh, a couple other dudes, and uh, at the last house I had a bigger room, so I had pretty much a shop in my room before. I had, like a, a pretty large room, thankfully, and um, this now right now very small room. And so I've taken over the garage recently um, and got a nice rack in there and stuff like that. So it's been pretty sweet uh, expanding slowly. I'm, I'm like very slow at expanding. I just like I'm always just piling on stuff and working in a little small space. So it's been good to actually like take some time to grow a little bit. Uh, like Spread physically. out a little bit. <laughs> that just sounds like yeah. good, good business. You know why? The, the faster you expand into a bigger space where you have to pay for is like. That's just a the faster you're taking piece. on additional yep. expense. Another piece of overhead. Yeah, yeah. And shoot, my our garage is always just destroyed. So I'll spend like a week or two to like puzzle piece the crap out of it, and then I, I utilize the space. That's kind of the trade off. I'm like, well, it wasn't clean before, but I'm going to use it. So <laughs> I've uh, I've manifest destiny the garage essentially, but it's been good. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> oh, that's a that's a harsh reference. Uh, <laughs> Right on. Um, I think Asher uh, Asher has a similar setup from Caulfield Cables. He kind of uh, commandeered, commandeered the garage. Their <laughs> garage. Good word, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to, you know, and like you said, you don't want to pay for rent. So on, on a big spot, just when you're making pedals or cables or whatever. So Yeah. Well, you know, I think um, Matt uh, Hoops from 1981 Inventions, 
Yeah, yeah. I think he's in uh, like the like the basement living room or something like that of his house or, or he's taking over a spot like that in his house and just doing the same thing. And like, there's a guy who's, who's pedals exploded in popularity and you'd think he would have like a facility. Yeah. But nope, just out of his house. For sure. Yeah. He blew that place up, but I think he got a shop recently. I could be mistaken, but it looks like he's been showing off a cool little space recently. Yeah. No, uh, I, I, I think that's in his house. That's still in his house. Okay, crazy. Okay, I, I could sure. be wrong. I, have, I this is not yeah. something I've asked him. So I mean, sure. you I, are often wrong. I am too. often wrong. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, Casper. Don't, don't listen to Al. <laughs> Chances are he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's go closer to home then, Doctor Scientist. Right? That's yep. a, that's a brand that I you would that, assume. Yeah. Actually, anyone outside of their circle would assume they're a fairly big outfit doing a lot of production, and I mean it's. Ryan's couple of guys in a basement yeah. of the house. Right? Ryan's basement, and I think Neil does a lot of stuff at home. Yeah, in his nice. Room. Like, yeah, it's crazy to think of how epic, kind of high level that co- that company yeah. is, and it's literally Ryan and his wife and Neil. <laughs> I love it. That's so yeah. cool. Well, they got they got one guy in Edmonton or something. Yeah, like, like a part time. Yeah. God, I can't remember his name. Shoot. Let's go. Too. Everybody go back and listen to episode five and uh, remind us <laughs> yeah. the name of the guy working part-time in, in Alberta. Yeah. <laughs> Assembling, uh, assemb- doing part-time assembly. Nice. For yeah. Fraz Dazzlers, I, mean, I think. It, it kind of makes sense though, right? Because like James just pointed out, like it's not like you're manufacturing Teslas. No, you, yeah. You, you know, yeah. A, yeah. If you're organized, a, a pretty small space can accommodate a pretty broad pedal manufacturing I wish I knew thing. more. Like, really, honestly, this has been on my mind for, like, the last couple of weeks because of all the, like, there's a lot of drama and craziness going on in the retail space. Uh, I wish I had a thing I could do at home. Yeah. You know, uh, like, I'm, you, buddy. I'm so done with, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love people, but but I, I, I'm done with people for well, a while. it's getting, you know, it's getting crazy. I, just, uh, I thought it was crazy before. I Somebody near my hometown that worked at a Walmart was just assaulted. Um, for just doing their job, just like you, you know, you, um, there's some people that are like, that was a greeter. Yeah. Like, Jeez. And because, you know, there's some legal mandates in a lot of spaces, you have to wear a mask and every, each county in each province or state is a little different. Um, but for some spaces like that Walmart in particular, they're legally supposed to ask people to wear a mask. It's, that's what the province has decreed. So that greeter is just doing their job, and they got yeah. assaulted. Um, and then somebody else in the same area was hit with uh, a, a beer bottle or a broken glass or something like that for the same thing. They're they're in a bar, and the bar has very limited um, seating. seating and stuff. Yeah. And they're, mm-hmm. because they're a space where they're serving drinks and food, it's like this, the, the mandates on, on masks and stuff are real strict in those spaces. Um, not that they're not real strict in a lot of other spaces, but, and, and somebody just, that straw broke their camel back and, and they, they lashed out and assaulted someone. And it's just like, oh man, it's getting a little tensions are, yeah. tensions are high, which I, I feel bad about. I, mostly I feel really bad for people like yourself who are in frontline retail situations. Where it's just like, you're facing the brunt of all kinds of pent up frustrations. Mm-hmm. You would not that believe some not of the things that set, or, exactly. Yeah, some things set people off, and it's like, huh? Yeah, you, like, I know. And, you, <laughs> and you're not even. And that's the thing is like you are in, 
you were basically an innocent bystander and I mean I, I also like I also hold a management position in this space so I have to step I, I step in front of my employees yeah and go yeah. hey come on now like let's talk this out yeah. you know and like so it's I mean, a lot of weight that's a lot of weight for you I'm, to I'm out <laughs> I'm so done <laughs> I just want to come home and stay home and yeah. build something in my basement or maybe there's something to be remembered. do it you know yeah. folks yeah. it's ugly out there sometimes it's tense out there there's no no reason we can't be kind to each other. Everybody's yeah. feeling it. Amen, so, brother. Yeah. So back to happier things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you What are you playing the most right now, James? What's the, What's the number one go to guitar and amp for your uh, Mustang testing department? Oh, it's uh, it's um. A little lackluster maybe for the standard of some people, but it's just a Sidekick 25. That's the test amp always pretty much. It's that little Sidekick 25, solid state fender. It's nothing fantastic, which is kind of nice. It's super predictable breakups. You know when the amp starts to take over, and you're like, okay, that's just amp tone breakup or whatever. And then we might have talked about this before. It's still the Carlo Rebelli Les Paul lawsuit clone with uh, P90s in it. Um, that it's just is quite surprising to me still like mostly the <laughs> amp i'm not gonna lie <laughs> that's why i need to shop amp but it's it's nice it's kind of like the ns this, this is my excuse it's kind of like the ns10 theory like their studio monitors if you can make a pretty brittle like crappy thing sound good it'll usually translate pretty well and usually it does thankfully mm. okay Crazy. Uh, I, I see the logic in it and, and I'm, I, mean, I don't. I feel embarrassed to tell people about it, but that's the truth, and it's consistent. And like I said, you know, in that because a lot of the pedals we have, as you bring the output up, you're going to slam your front end. And I even see some folks when they go to try the pedal or buy the pedal, they have their amp so so cooked that you're just getting amp distortion, and you're kind of burying any of the extra harmonics or whatever the pedal might be adding. So you, um, it's nice to know where that is because some amps sound so nice, you don't really. It's not as uh, noticeable. A solid state. 25 is pretty bad when it breaks up you know so you know where the point is every time and you're like okay that's that's for sure the amp and not the pedal or vice versa you know the pedal's doing something weird or whatever well i mean the proof is in the pudding right the the end product sounds real good uh you know you, so you can't argue with the methodology so. <laughs> <laughs> I, again well, i appreciate it i'm still want a better amp as well that's why we're building a nice one that i'm gonna like kind of Frankenstein with over time. I have a bunch of fun stuff to try. And then obviously the better guitar will probably help the testing situation. But I still love the, even from like whatever mix stuff or something, I still love having the like make it sound good on the bare bones thing is usually a good sign, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, you know, I, I don't even own an amp at all right now, which is crushing my dreams a little bit. But if I could... There's a few amps I would have in my collection, and one of them would still be the absolute honky mess that was my Fender Champion 110 that I got when I very first started playing electric guitar. I thought, you, I thought you were going to say your M80 half stack. I've never <laughs> owned one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's just that stupid rig that I thought was amazing yeah. when I first started playing. Uh, and I now realize it's actually a giant pile of garbage, but I still kind of want one. <laughs> Just the carpet. Just the <laughs> awful gray carpet. Nothing says sexy like gray carpet with black <laughs> grill and red knobs. Yep. That is Ooh. cherry. Mm. That's kind of sexy. 
<laughs> it looks it's it's like it's it's like if somebody were ma- making Knight Rider, like a clone of the show Knight Rider. <laughs> they did that, but they were making it on a budget of a hundred dollars in like nineteen seventies South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> That's the quality. That, that of amazing. Copy. That yeah. actually painted an incredible picture for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, That's man. how you get an amp that looks like that. Is, is like that level of like yeah. commitment and budget. It's you like, know, oh, this is what we got. I think. I mean, I've got a couple amps. Um, mainly all my main kind of jammer is the is the Katana Mark II. Great amp. Uh, yeah. Didn't cost a fortune. Um, I, I think I would still though. Um, I would still like that PV Classic Thirty. That's, oh, that's just, yeah. they're so affordable too. And I just got to find one that someone's letting go of. That JD one, Yeah, I messaged the guy. I uh, tried I to get responded. it. The Jack Daniels Yep, the edition? Jack Daniels yeah. edition. I tried. Uh, it was sold. Dang. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, those are great. You know, I love your Katana. Your Katana has like proven exactly what my instincts were like playing them in stores and stuff. Like what killer bargains those things are for the money you pay for them. Mm-hmm. The amount of crap you get built into them is just like off the charts i mean wow what bargains i mean we've talked in great lengths about yeah. like how like my snooty uh nitpicky self wants a different type of base response out of them but the i understand why boss made the decisions they did yeah. making that thing but like i had i had the opportunity to go instead of with the 50 watt that i bought i w- i could have gone at that same moment it was like one one hand one in the other i could have gone with the 100 mm-hmm. and i went like do I need a 212? Probably not. Like, I don't need this 100-watt box like, right. in this space, in the in the basement and all this stuff. And nobody's going to want to listen to my 100-watt solid-state amp screaming down here. <laughs> Most of all, me, I'm half-deaf anyways. You know, I'm just going to hurt myself. So that's why I went with the 50, but I, a part of me still wished that I'd gone with yeah. a little more. I'd really like to try out the Katana Artist, mm. the oh, scale yeah. version, where yeah. they kind of tune the cabinet and they have a different speaker in it. Um, and same with the like, uh, oh crap, what is the name of the series? It's the, tone. T- no, no, it's the Fender, the Fender the, Tone Master Tone Master Series, yeah. Solid State, cool. No, but Boss has, uh, another, it's a blue something or other. It's a Solid State Series, it's not the Katana, but it's like a, huh. it's a single channel kind of very focused thing and you can choose your power tube style sag and that kind of thing. I think that I... interests me as well. Yeah, it's, um, I'm drawing a blank here. I yeah. I remember we we talked about this when, when I was making this yeah, purchase. If I had a big space, I would love to have a big amp collection, all sorts of heavy tube beastlies hanging around the JCM 800, of course, and you know, lots of cool things. Right now, where I'm at with my life, I need something that could go on the road with me and I can actually carry with my back injury, yeah. uh, which is predominantly solid state. Yeah. <laughs> or some <laughs> kind of like direct-to-console interface. So. Yeah. Well... Where are we at for time here, man? It feels like we've been... We always do this, eh? We always do yeah. this with James where we just, like, get into it and we're just having a good old time. Oh, we've, been, time we've been having a... Uh, we've been doing this a lot. I know. <laughs> like, we're, well, lately, like, some of our episodes have been crazy. Way over an hour for an yeah. hour-long show. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm, I'm. you're one of those guys, James. Like, you were one of our early guys on the show. Can and, I? Can I openly just say to you james thank you that's what i was gonna do you really you, yeah oh wow no i just really thank you man for for kind of taking a 
taking a swing at our show and, and, and getting on the, get, you know, being part of the family and, you know, uh, the, the spitfire you sent us is incredible. And, uh, I don't think we actually had a chance or I've had a chance to tell you just how incredible that pedal is. And, um, uh, well done, man. Amazing. Oh, thank you so much. For having me in the family and, being on the show, you know, I think I told you earlier this that was my first interview, so I was I was nervous and everything. It, it was really cool, you know. I appreciate the interest. Yeah, yeah, you you were not our first interview, but you were maybe our third yeah. or second. I don't know. Very early. I would I should know this. We just celebrated the show's one year anniversary. Yeah, we talked about all this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, I'm I'm uh, my memory's real good. No man, it's dude. You know, for for a relationship, for a friendship that sprung out of a like pure lust uh, for your pedal artwork, off of a, a charity thing, um, I'm I'm real glad you came on the show originally and, and talked with us, and we've been able to just kind of uh, support and love what you're doing ever since. What is that? Is interview number six? Use Ama- interview number six. Amazingly, who enough. the heck did we talk to? Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> So we had Dr. Scientist, then we had Steve Demondash, then we had Kevin Schoen, then we had Sheldon Enns, then we had Layla Seedy, and then we had James. Oh, okay. It's crazy. Can't believe we had that, that was a whirlwind, run. actually, in the beginning, come to think of it. But How hey. About, okay. Either way. Our first two interviews were Dr. Scientist and Steve, Steve Demondash. I know. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. That's Dr. rad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have, like, uh, talked you know, to Steve. Eased into this a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> Like, uh, nothing like diving straight in. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Well, like, I, I want to keep, I want to keep this going, but I also, at the same time, I want to save some stuff for visit number three. Yep. <laughs> no worries. I'll save it up. We got some more to, to talk about, you know? <laughs> you know, okay. So Casper and I, here's the thing. I, I, I'm going to switch, switch gears here. Casper and I were talking about something really interesting before we called you and started this recording process that's kind of why we got uh into this interview a bit late because uh, we got distracted talking about this but i'm not going to say who emailed us oh yeah okay this I'm, is cool. i'm not going to say her the, the name of the person i'm not going to say the name of the company but we got an email from a marketing agency yep promoting uh that's part of the team and I'm sure there's multiple marketing agencies, multiple people. Like right. It's it's a production for Paramount uh, Pictures, so it, you can't imagine they're they never just do things small. No, there there's a documentary or a film coming out about Joe Bonamassa. And, oh, cool. Uh, so they reached out to us and probably 800 other podcasts and and entities like us, yep. um, talking about marketing and uh, would we be interested in marketing? <laughs> and uh, first off. Uh, we're not money chasing jerk no. bags per se, but you know, we, we spend more on the podcast than we make, which uh, <laughs> is easy to say because we make zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had, uh, we've had a few sponsored episodes and stuff, but uh, you know, we're, we're pretty open and honest about yeah. the podcast and, and the fact that it's not a money, money making uh, scheme for us here. Um, but when you, when you reach out to somebody about doing some marketing for you, you that is that is some, that's a business. Yep. Uh, 
thing. And, and there should be an exchange of uh, compensation for services. Mm-hmm. I, I want to say, uh, <laughs> compa- like actual compensation. Actual compensation. Yeah. yeah like, so. uh, I, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like uh, a relative compensation. Yeah. Like something that's actually. <laughs> yeah. Real. So, so our first issue with, uh, with this thing that was reached out to us was, uh, they offered us free downloads. Yeah. Some some download codes <laughs> for the movie when it's released. Um, oh. But, oh, which was kind of like, that's nice, but that's something they should offer anyway because you'd think they'd want us to talk about it. Yeah, sure. they'd want us to maybe see it. <laughs> um, and then the other part of the conversation was, and you can give out some of these to your listeners. Yes. Which is like, okay, that's that's kind of cool. And then it, right underneath that it said, works in the U.S. only. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, if, if if somehow you're listening to the show and you're not aware, we're in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> A we, lot of we, our listeners We predominantly do all of our recording in Canada. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was like, here, so, okay, so the compensation isn't really anything because no, we, can, we, can't we can't use, use it. it. No. Our, most of our listeners, I think, are still in Canada. Mm. Oh no, Casper's shaking his head. No, we have a huge listener base in the U.S. There are, huge dwarfs the Canadian okay. side. Well, I don't know. I, we profoundly. have listeners all over the world, yeah, really, for but, sure. But it was just like, okay, so anybody outside the U.S. can't use this. That's that's a lot of listeners that yeah. like we can't. And I hate giveaways that are like U.S. only. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that's annoying to me. So it was like, oh, that's that's frustrating. But then, can I read this? Do you think uh, just the one sentence, or should you, I? You can, yeah, paraphrase. I would, you or? can paraphrase the. I wouldn't quote it. Okay, just, I'll paraphrase. We're, we we want to be understanding that yes, there's also they are trying to promote a thing. So this is a piece of ad copy, basically, yeah. that was sent to and us. I, and I think um, you know, in their efforts to be bombastic yeah. and and promotional <laughs> and yeah and stuff, their language in the uh, in the ad copy, and I hope it's just in the email they sent to us and not in the ad. The marketing that comes out. Because yeah. if it is in the marketing that comes out, I am not going to be kind about that. Yeah. Um, but basically what the, the ad cop or what the email said to us was Joe Bonamassa all by himself, <laughs> single-handedly. I think I got a quote it at least a part of this. It said single-handedly. Yeah. It said single-handedly took blues from a marginalized legacy genre into a stadium filling blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it was th- that part of the sense, single-handedly from a marginalized legacy genre into a, an arena filling blah, blah, blah. That was really like where we kind of drew a line of like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know that I read that email. I didn't, I don't think I, I finished it. I don't think I got through the, the whole thing. I didn't get all the ad copy in, um, probably because I was busy doing something. And I was like, hey, Al, this is the conversation we had yeah. that you forgot about. <laughs> so I was like, hey, Al, read this. I don't know, you know, what you think of it. The you know, give me your thoughts. Um, but it was, I, so I didn't get to that part, but when you kind of reiterated this part of the copy to me, it was like, what? Like, that's, yeah. that's not really fair to say. Um, you know, we can list off many yeah. other artists that I mean, have more than single-handedly. It's super well-documented that blues originated uh, from black artists way back in the day. And, you know, we don't even have to like explain that. That's just a known thing. <laughs> yeah, like go to your library, go to listen to your music library. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but it was weird to hear somebody be like, "That's what took it into arena filling." Was this guy in the eighties and nineties? It's like, 
No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was a, like Chuck Berry and James Brown and these 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 dudes were filling arenas long before Joe was even born. Like, yeah. why are you like? So the ad, the the ad perspective was a little bit aggressive. Um, so <laughs> we're we're like, oh, I'm really I'm really hoping it doesn't come out in that way. that way. Yeah, but uh-huh. uh, yeah. So I don't know. We'll probably watch the Joe Bonamassa movie because I mean, I'm, his, I'm sure it's going to be an interesting. His life movie. is interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt. But where I wanted to go with this, and I I took a real long road to get there. That got us talking. It's not and, uncommon. And I, know, I know. <laughs> that got Casper and I talking about like the early rock and blues scene in the fifties and how all these guys were really good friends and really yeah. supportive of each other's work. You know, uh, Elvis and Cash and Lewis and and uh, they were buddies with all the black artists of the time. Yeah. And you know, really, really kind of like supporting each other and shining a light on one another and how that kind of like co- kind of compares to the pedal building scene currently. Yeah. And how the community is really supportive of each other and really um, building each other up. And it's less about competing and stuff and more about we're all in this together. Um, and then how the music industry really changed and doesn't and got more and more cutthroat yeah. and, and that kind of thing i think i think yeah. pop came up because we were talking yeah. about other you know blues type artists like you know john mayer for example john mayer is a fantastic blues guitarist yeah um you know th- but in pop i think the way it came up was like we you could do pop until you make it and then you do whatever you want because yeah. you're because you can um mm-hmm. and and to have that like super cutthroat genre of pop where like if you're you know you would get undercut by the next person just so that they can make oh, yeah. it oh yeah you and know as fast so, as they can get it yeah do you think like so i guess the question i want to address here i want to i want to have a we've talked a lot about stuff i think we've done the interview type stuff but i thought it would be cool to kind of uh and i know i'm adding on a whole heap load of podcast <laughs> and an already long episode um Discussion, gentlemen, round table. Do you think the pedal community is in danger of or has the potential to go down that same route as the music industry where we go from community supporting each other into dangerous cutthroat competitive thing? Because I, hmm. I would posit that it's in some fashion, it was maybe a little bit like that in the past, or at least some manufacturers thought it was. Mm. Um, hence, uh, Hence, he had Bill Finnegan coding a circuitry and Goop trying to protect his uh, yeah, yeah. stuff. You know, he whether it was or was not that cutthroat, he thought it was, and maybe he was right given all the clone clones that are out there. Mm. You know, like he is the guy that invented that circuit, and it's probably the most copied circuit out there. Maybe a tube screamer might be more so, but yeah, same. You know, you know, it's the so. What do we? That's think? the question. What do we think? Is is the pedal? Is the pedal industry danger in danger of going down that same road, or do we think it's in a, a good, healthy place and it's going to stay here? I would like to chime in there just quickly. Yeah, I think that abysmal outlook of the world, the way that cutthroat kind of environment, is so utterly despised by most builders that mm. I don't think we're in any danger of that. Honestly, um, you get people you know, pioneering the industry, like, well, like yourself, you know, James, you're building some of the most incredible things. Um, Dr. Scientist, um, I just, the list goes on. It's huge. 
but most people that are doing well or doing anything are more apt to share because they don't want that, that exact reason. They don't want to be this, you know, cutthroat knife in the back environment where everybody's just trying to make a buck. I think uh, that's so utterly despised by most people in this industry at the moment that um, people would rather be supportive. Um, you know what they say, uh, rising tide lifts all boats, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So you don't think it's, there's that potential? In the I, I don't feel it from everyone we've talked to, you know, in the yeah. past year. I, I feel really honestly that the overshadowing kind of kind of environment is one of positivity. Yeah. I think it'll continue to foster that. I hope so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where are you at, James? Uh, I think you're exactly right. Um, I mean, just in terms of, I don't think any builders want that kind of lifestyle. I mean, just as we've been talking about, even from coming from a retail background or management background, anything, you know, like we kind of want, it's an escape for some people, I guess. And I think the, like you said, the builders don't really want that kind of lifestyle or the, to foster that community and wake up every day and be confronted with that or whatever. It's so much easier just to be cool with everyone. Like you said, spread the, spread the love, spread the knowledge. And I think that really, that kind of, whatever you want to call that proliferation of knowledge or whatever really helps kind of maintain and grow the community. There are, I mean, I try not to keep any secrets if possible and just spread it around. And hopefully, I mean, altruistically we get better gear out of it instead of everyone just shutting off and, and kind of guarding these fake secrets, which I think when I came into pedals, we were kind of coming out of just like with the music industry too. A lot of people held on to tech just that was like secret, but not really made. They weren't skilled. They were just holding on to certain tricks and stuff like that. And as the doors kind of got blown open, we've seen a huge change in a lot of ways things are done now. And I almost like, not to say any, I'm against any older builders or whatever, but the vibe kind of has changed. And uh, I think now where kind of things are going I, I, is a lot more positive, like you're saying, and kind of more open. And we're just, I mean, I just, we all think we'll just want to build good gear and, and be happy doing it, you know, pretty simply. Okay. I'm going to... I love where we're at right now in the, in the community. I love the positivity. I love the mutual support. And I will say, this is where I want it to be. And this is where I want it to stay. I think there is the potential for that to break down. Okay. Uh, under what catalyst? Yeah. Capitalism. Mm. Purely. Uh, um, and I'm not saying that's a, I'm not saying capitalism is a bad thing thing inherently kind of is kind of is <laughs> uh, what i'm trying to say is just like we are in this this golden age of of guitar stuff there's more builders than there's ever been mm -hmm. and not everybody's going to survive that's you true know, yep. that not everybody's business can survive yep um there have been people on this show who are already kind of out of it unfortunately mm. um and to that end, like, that possibility means there's a possibility for somebody doing something drastic to try and survive. I suppose out of, out of, uh, desperation, you think? Yeah. You know, I, I think when it comes down to it, you got to eat and you got to feed your family. And I if, do? Yeah. It's, oh, I know. Listen, I, listen, your spawn <laughs> is, well, they're yours, but... <laughs> Thanks. You know, there's some legal obligation to feed them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you don't always like it, but the point is, if it comes down to you know, I can feed my dumb buddy Al, or I can feed my kids. You're going to choose your kids, and so you should, sir. That is my problem. 
right? It's, you got to take care of your family first. Yeah. Always. And if, if it came down to me or your family, you would choose your family. And that's not even something I hold against you. That's just the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> okay. So if a guy or a, a person is in that situation, they might, you know, not not in an illegal way or not in an unscrupulous way, but there might be Ooh, a, good word. some scrupulous. <laughs> <laughs> there might be some reasons to do things to cut their competition out or that kind of thing. And that can lead to a change in the atmosphere of the community. Okay. Um, and right now, for example, we're in this real, and maybe this is the litmus test that proves yep, how I, strong the community is, is right now we're in a situation where musicians and manufacturers are hurting. all hurting. Yeah. I'm going to jump in here and yeah. just kind of rebut Round a little table. bit. Let's do it. Um, you, I want you to take a guy like Jordan Clayton. I want you to take a guy like John Esterly. Yeah. And take these builders that hold a place of prestige, I guess, among the building community in, in that front. Jordan Clayton does Did you more... hear that, James? He said, you don't hold a place. Oh, come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so off the top of my head, those those two guys are have their fingers in a lot of pies helping people, not for yeah. monetary gain, or, or maybe, maybe there, you know, there is. But... You hear the the chatter is about how much those guys just do anything they can to be helpful. And John Esterly works as a day job, just like every you know, like the rest of us. So he's not only working his day job to feed his family, but he's also making it a, as much as possible so that other people doing what he does in pedals can do it too. Sure. Okay. But let's take let's take uh, Jordan. So I let's go back to him. Okay. I, and I want to say very clearly, we haven't talked to Jordan yet on no. the show, but his reputation yeah. in the community is pretty Chris stellar. Season. He's an yeah. excellent, excellent person. Yeah. But just as a good example of, of the point I'm trying to make, I'm going to use him. He is in a position to capitalize, literally, yeah. on people's need for his help. Okay. Because he does screen printing. He does He does everything. He does yep. board layouts, layout. everything. Yep. You know, so that, you know... That okay. is kind of what I'm saying. Like there, there's a like, and he's not doing it in a malicious way. He's he's obviously trying to help out people. He's helped out Spun Loud. He's helped out a lot of people just to help out. Um, but there is a, there is some proof there that this system does depend upon one another. Sure, but I think it would it, that would come down to um, the morality or the integrity of you know a Jordan Clayton, quote unquote. It doesn't have to be him, but yeah. a person of that kind of hub centric kind of um position to fall from you know fall from grace or whatever right. as a, as a good human doing good things okay so i, I personally i kind of I, I share I, your opinions and your your standpoint on this yeah. uh with with both of you uh i'm just trying to be the black sheep uh, i'm just trying to present the other side like, i hear you play devil's um, advocate in the way i hope i hope not like and i i think um, people th that would foster that um, would fall very quickly out of the community in 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 any positive light, and and yeah. would be their and own can, undoing. Yeah, and I can think of at least one example of that as well. We're not going to name the name, no. um, but we've talked about it. Um, he, this individual, really uh, made a particular effort to isolate himself um, from the community and kind of 
tell off the entire community. Yep. And and um, that's what based on politics, which is yep. just one of those things which just like, why do we have to Yeah. <laughs> um and that person really did they suffered a lot. Yeah. And basically been their own undoing. And then I think yeah. that's uh, uh in a perfect world. The uh, as you say, this is where we want it to be. I think this is where it will stay uh as long as the people of like mind stick together and when something like that comes up um let the you know give the people the rope they need to kind of hang themselves in that in that regard and and be their own undoing and 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 carry on you know let the community grow and and, and flourish okay that read yeah. james uh, yeah and, and and like the uh the what casper's thing in terms of giving yourself the rope to hang yourself um this is kind of like a self-sustaining community and i think if you do make this like, cause I feel like for what for us to do what we do, like like for Jordan to do what he does, and I think even I'm crazy sometimes. Like you, you obviously aren't fully in it for the money. There's some things you want to do for the community. I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing if I was if I went, let's say, super major manufacturing. You would have to cut corners and do certain things. And I think once you step out into like the big world in terms of your manufacturing, there you're a lot. Uh, it's a lot easier to fail when you go to that step. You know, you try and go big time. And I think we all will kind of move through the, this little special bubble we have. I think builders that are small now are going to be big and kind of move out of the, the like weird esoteric bubble we have where you can kind of do crazy things and not really worry about the costs and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, um, I mean like Keeley was a small, tiny builder, not too many years ago. JHS was a small, tiny builder, not too many years ago. You know, it doesn't take much to yeah. eventually grow beyond that. So, well, and I think right. we see companies like, I mean, I don't know, um, like Empress, for example, that's a, mm. like, I don't think they're huge. They have a, a, a great yeah. um, place in the pedal world as a premium manufacturer. But I, I mm. as far as I know, I don't, yeah, they're not a huge, they're, they're not big. They they're just dozens of people. I think they're a lot like Strymon where like they present, they present this, this huge persona when yeah. I think Strymon is still only like, like four or five, four or people. five people. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. you know, building amazing things. And I, and, and, that's the that's the I think the the precipice is once if you be if you go beyond that and you step into that like you say that mass manufacturing world you you lose the soul a little bit well okay. or you could the potential to lose okay. the soul of yeah, the company okay. I like is that there the, the potential is there because yeah. I think Boss has miraculously for a giant company I think Boss has always managed to kind of hang on to its soul a little bit uh, in the music community and uh, I think. They they kind of lost it a little bit for a while. They kind of became very sterile and very big brand. Mm. And in some ways, they they always will be because they're huge. They, yeah, it's, that's just part of the game there. So that, that yeah. this is where we go from like mom and pop to like a corporation. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And like, so like a corporation like Boss, because uh, Roland is one of the biggest brands in the exactly. world. Like you know yep. that's Fortune five hundred level stuff. Yep. But then you look at you know some of the stuff they do, and it's clear. They love this, what they do, and, and they're and part of the community. Like you the, get a, a listening aspect. You can feel like Boss may actually be listening. I think so. I think the Waza series alone really was, testifies that's what I was going to bring you know, up. Yeah. yeah. They saw their prices for these vintage pedals they used to make being way up and up and up, and people really wanting them, and they went, well, we can do that. We can do that better than we used to even. Yeah. And we can make it affordable. control the prices yeah. somewhat, you know, and – that level of manufacture, the the that end of things, you can't just have a, a DM2 as a $99 pedal. It's just not possible. So, okay, fine. So we get a DM2, and we get a Waza DM2, 
So we don't have to spend $400 anymore to get a vintage one. We can yeah. spend, uh, what are they, 280 or something like that, uh, Canadian. But I think, um, but I think also you get sorry to sidetrack. Expanded mode, but you but you get this like you know this old vintage GM two as well. Y- yeah, you're buying a vintage piece of gear, but you don't want kind of kicking that thing's taken in its life, and and <laughs> yeah. that's now you're spending. Yeah, you're not spending the four and five hundred dollars to buy one used well, no, from and, vintage line, but you're getting a comparable yeah. unit with a warranty new from Boss. And I was always that guy who like I love having weird obscure pedals on my board. I love having a real different board, but I despised not being able to replace my pedals if something went down. Yeah. So, like, I had a DM2 on my touring board for a little while, but it was like, that thing had to come off, because if it went down... You're out of... Yep, you're hooped. You you can't just buy a DM2 anywhere you happen to be on tour. Right. Well, now I can. Everybody's got a boss. Yeah. And I think boss doing stuff like what they're doing with the... Oh, crap, I forgot the... Is it TB-2, the tone bender? They're just about to... Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, that to me says they are, they've got their finger on the pulse of what people are loving in the guitar community and they love the guitar community. I've seen a little bit of backlash on that pedal, actually. I, yeah, I mean, you always will, right? Yeah. But I mean, I that think, was like the first effect pedal. Well, not literally, but, and you know, the fact they're working with the actual company and they're like putting it out there. It's like, that's really cool. Yeah. And I really want to get one. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they're reissuing things like the heavy metal, the HM2, the yep. FZ2s coming out. Uh, like, that that would be a cool one to have, actually. Yeah. Is that a, I don't know so much about that one, but that, is that a Wazicraft one? Yeah. Oh, it is, eh? Yeah. Oh, cool. You I remember what? when we had our, our boss showdown way, way back, really? and I was like, mur, mur, Wazicraft, mur, 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 mur. And I was definitely naysaying. Yeah. Uh, in the past year, I've definitely had some time to really kind of brush up and get to know that line a little better, and I'm actually... I'm actually I'm a I'm converted. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still just it's still just boss, you know. Yeah. But but sometimes <laughs> you gotta love boss. Yeah. <laughs> Reliable, consistent. <laughs> yeah. 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 How about you, man? You you on board with that uh, that tone bender thing they're doing? You know, initially when I saw the picture, I kind of scoffed a little bit, but I I do have faith in like what you kind of been saying. They are trying to at least listen to people, you know, in some respects. So I'm curious to see where it goes. You know, I'm, I'm going to see what's up without, yeah. I'm going to hear it first, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I, I will play it before I buy it, but I, I would like to have one. I think, um, I think it's cool that they're kind of, they're trying to live both sides of this life where they're trying to be a big brand. They're trying to push big technology, the, the Waza air uh, earphones yep. and headphones, sorry. And, and, the the Katana, you know, that's part of the Waza series, technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, kind of. Um, you know, they're trying to push these these modern, innovative things. But at the same time, they're looking at their legacy and going, people love this. Why are, you know, we should we should still be living up to this stuff that got us to where we are. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. That goes right back to going to that concert and not hearing ghosts and stuff, you know. Just like, yeah. ah, <laughs> just wanted that old song, man. <laughs> Yeah, you want the hits sometimes, yep. man. Yeah, yeah. Like if you went to a like a whatever Leonard Skinner show and you didn't get Sweet Home Alabama or whatever, I don't know, you didn't get one of their classics, you'd be like, meh, you know. <laughs> Anger some Skinner fans, but do they have <laughs> other songs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. <laughs> so you know what I mean. But if you if you didn't get it, I, I think you'd be remiss yeah. if you didn't. I mean, so I know it's cool that, that <laughs> I know they're not going to be crazy and like 
not every pedal they made back in the day is coming back. Like they're they're not gonna they're not gonna you know reissue the the TW two the Touchwa. <laughs> Although, <laughs> which I would love, that, uh, yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's it's not gonna happen. Um, or all of the different drive pedals they've made, they're not gonna reissue all of them. Then there's there's no reason to like the dual overdrive is like it's a cool pedal, but you know, um. No, I just think I think things like that are cool, and may, you know, really testify to what we were just talking about, where maybe they are a part of that good vibe community, and they are a part of supporting other companies. Because the fact to have to have, to have a brand like Boss mm. um, collaborating with companies that, frankly, they could buy and crush a thousand times over. Yep, um, I think it's pretty neat. That's yeah. a great point. That is a great point, Al. Yeah. That's a great point. So maybe your uh, your optimism is very warranted. I like to think so. Hope so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. I I delayed this a lot because I really wanted to just talk about that stuff with uh, with you and James. I just thought it would be a cool thing to to touch on. I I apologize for the length of this episode, but also <laughs> we're well within parameters here, Al. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I think it's quality length. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, James, dude unbelievably awesome to have you back on the show man uh i can't express enough how much we freaking love you and and love everything you do and we're just so honored that you're our friend and uh, a part of the show thanks for coming on man. thanks for having me so much i'm i'm, I'm gushing thank you i'm, I'm bl- uh and uh yeah thanks everyone for listening and uh you know well, not to be too ceremonious about it we'll just see you next week mm-hmm.